0: We're in Ephesians chapter 1, and uh, today we're going to pick it up where we left off uh, in verses 15 through 23. And it's interesting because in the Greek language, uh, verses 3 through 14 are all one sentence, and then in the Greek language in verses 15 through 23 is another uh, single sentence. And so we're going to see here Paul uh, just praying for the church. He's uh, praising God. For their salvation, and then he's asking God for more, uh, like for sanctification. And so uh, here in Ephesians, let me let me read a, a portion here. In, in verse 15, after Paul talks about the riches and the blessing that they, you know, are blessed with when you become a Christian. Notice what he, he says in verse 15. He says, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus... And your love for all the saints do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and, and we'll pause there because like i said it's all one sentence and we could keep reading but um i, I wanted to just begin by just kind of honing in on verse uh, 15 and 16 um henry when you read those two verses uh paul uh, praising god for salvation and what do you what, what do you get when you read that What what kind of jumps out at you
1: You guys hear me? There we go. Hello. There we go. There's a word "therefore," because uh, you know, ever since I can remember, I've been taught that whenever we see that word in 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 the Bible, we should ask ourselves, "Why is it therefore?" You know. And so, uh, you look back to uh, e- Ephesians chapter one and the. Passage that we covered last week was all about the riches uh, of God, the, the fact that in God we are so rich. Um, and so Paul now begins verse 15 by saying, therefore, you know, therefore, um, I also, after I'd heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. I was just, I really liked that, that first, um, first verse because I just thought of the fact Our ID, you know, that's our ID for us as Christians. Um, Paul says, a- after I had heard, I think there's a, an amplified version that says, because I've heard. Um, um, the, uh, the fact that you love God and you love man. And so if we were to, to uh, have someone kind of inspect us to see if we were true Christians, those are the two things that should be there, right? Is, is our love for God. And our love for man in Matthew uh, 22, and in other uh, Gospels, uh, Mark, I think Luke covers it. Um, they they ask Jesus, "What is the greatest commandment?" The love to love God with everything. That you have. It keeps cutting it on. Um, and so that's that's our id you know we have a a christian id class that that should be a christian ID, because i know because christians i don't stop i don't stop for you you know and and, and that, that to me
0: yeah um sorry about the mic we're working on that but you know um it would have been one thing if he would have said, "Therefore, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus." Not that, basically, you know what that says. That says, "I heard you got saved. I heard you went forward and and you profess Christ. I heard you call yourself a Christian now." Um, in one sense, that might just say that, "Hey, so and so got saved," but but to to really acknowledge whether or not a person really is saved. Has a lot to do with that love right there, huh? Your love for God and your love for the people. And so it's kind of cool. That gets me excited. When I when I when I hear someone accepts the Lord, it's kind of cool, but in the back of your mind, you you're wondering, are they really saved? Just because they go to church doesn't mean they're saved. Just because they go forward doesn't mean they're saved. But when you start seeing the faith manifested and demonstrated in the works that follow especially the love. Notice Paul again. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. I mean, that right there is is, is what it's all about. Uh, Jesus had said in John chapter 13, in verse uh, 34 and 35, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Notice again, it's loving people the way that Jesus loves us, right? He said, by this, all will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. And so this is what Paul's praising God for. I, I just, After I heard of that, man, I'm so grateful to find out that you're really saved. And then in verse 16, um, he says, and, and I do not cease to give thanks for you, uh, man- making mention of you in my prayers and we're going to get into the prayer and some of the details uh in just a second abel but but what do you get from that portion
2: so love is the evidence of a christian like like my brothers have been saying so you know a man can say he loves god right but if he, he doesn't have love for others there's, there's not going to be any proof. So in John chapter 4, he talks about that. He says that, that you know, if a, if a man says he loves God but hates his brother, you know, who, who he knows and God he has not seen, then how can he love God, right? So that's the evidence. And, and I, I say that a, a little bit further that, you know, we all love our families. We all love our friends. But the true evidence is to love those who are difficult those who are unlovable are enemies, right so even Jesus said that you know the pagans love their families, right, so you know Jesus said, you know forgive them on the cross, you know and any of us wouldn't have been saying that, so that kind of love is that supernatural love that God wants to and give us all that love so uh, that's the evidence, and uh it's interesting that you know, in Revelation, the Ephesians were, were called on that love, that they had fallen away from their first love. So he, he you know, warns them to tell them to, go, to return back. So I guess what I'm saying is you could easily fall away too. We could all fall away from loving our brothers, our sisters, you know. So there, in Revelation, he warns them. And here, you know, he, he, that's the evidence of their being saved.
0: Man, I know that um, one of the things about Paul is that he was a prayer warrior. Uh, from, from day one, um, the Lord said, Ananias, go lay hands on Paul. You're going to kind of see who he is because he's praying. And um, we, one of the things about prayer is that we don't you know, brag about it. We don't tell people, hey, uh, I, I spend an hour in prayer every day. But when you start reading his letters and you start looking at his life and and when you look see the way that God used him, there's no doubt about it that he had an amazing prayer life. And as you begin to look at the different epistles, one of the things you'll see over and over again, he says, I'm always praying for you guys. Uh, I'm always praying for you guys. And that's what he says in verse 16. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you, in my prayers and I'll tell you what you know that kind of melts my heart every once in a while I'll get like a kid or maybe a uh, an adult and they'll come up to me and they'll just say Pastor Manny I just want you to know that I'm always praying for you and I don't know if I can hear a, a more encouraging comment than to know that that people are praying for me you know as a pastor I think you guys know I need it Big time, you know, because uh, we get hit. We are, we're targets. There's a lot of things going on. But at the same time, here's Paul saying, but I want you to know that I'm always praying for you. And and, and that's one of the things that you'll see in, in Paul's letters. When he's praying, he's thanking God. It had been about four years since he'd been in Ephesus. Um, and And so some of the people he knew, uh, uh, but more than likely, he probably heard the church is growing; that there's more people getting saved, and so he was just thanking God, and he was just letting him know, "I, I want you to know that that I that I pray for you. I, I I'll never stop praying for you." But but then he gets specific as far as well, what does he pray for them? And that's when we move on to verse 17. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And so this is going to be so amazing. There's no way we're going to be able to cover everything up here because I want to take it slow. But as we get into our groups, hopefully we can eventually break down this whole section. But, But verse 17, Henry, if you could comment on that part.
1: Let me read it, that, that the, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Uh, John Corson uh, wrote in his commentary that when he prays, and he kind of asked that question, you know, when you pray, who do you pray for? And he, he basically said, when I when I pray, I pray for the people that are hurting. You know, I pray for those those requests that come in um, you know the people that 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 are going through things you know right now we 're praying for individuals within the church um, that 's important, and we need to do that but he pointed to the fact that Paul here was praying for those that were doing good and and I love that because Pastor Manny had mentioned that that you know he, he was the one that God used to plant the church went away went, went on on his you know missionary journey he 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 am sure he heard reports on how the church was doing. He saw people coming to the Lord. And there is nothing more that, that brings you more joy than to see someone, someone's the scales off their eyes come off. But I agree with Manny that, that it, it brings you even more joy to see someone grow in the Lord. And that's exactly what Paul is praying for. Uh, pastor Dan, uh, the last time he was here at Calvary Chapel, the ex pastor, he was, he was alluding to the fact that, that he loves when people say, I'm praying for you about specific things but he says but i love it more when i know that jesus is praying for me about specific things because he, he knows he knows that jesus knows his inner soul he knows exactly what he needs and in all reality that's kind of what paul is praying for that god would give you wisdom that he would flood i think one translation says i don't know if we're there yet but flood you with light so that you can see. It's kind of like what Moses asked for, you know, when he was in the presence of God. And he says, I want to see your glory. And so that's a, these things that that Paul prayed for aren't material things. They're not riches. They're not, they're spiritual things. They're not things that we struggle for. They're things that only we can receive when God gives it to us. And therefore we need to be praying. And as a pastor, uh, uh, Paul, with a pastor's heart, Um, it's amazing to see that he was praying that for the church that they would grow that they would grow that they would see god's glory that they would have the wisdom of god to be able to know the calling that he's called them to
0: yeah you know um this is a good section of scripture to memorize you can pray this uh for people you know um uh, here we see uh, Paul says that that the God you know and you can pray for your kids you can pray for whoever it is that God lays on your heart the church I'm praying God the father that that you would give the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him the NIV says so that you may know him better basically like like Henry was saying that that's our our desire that's what we pray Lord, I pray that they would know you, that they would know you better, that they would know you more. And it's interesting because Henry mentioned that prayer of uh, Moses. You know, here's a guy, think about it, who knew the Lord so well and God had done already amazing things through his life. But in Exodus 33, in verse 13, he says, Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. He's praying, basically, Lord, that, that I can know you more. And then in verse 18, uh, the Bible says, and, and he said, please show me your glory. And that's what we're praying. I pray, Lord, over this church that they would be given the spirit of wisdom and revelation and that they may know you more because at the end of the day that that's really what it's all about right um that, that, that the bible says in daniel eleven thirty two 32 that the people who know their gods they know their god shall be strong and carry out great exploits and so that's the key knowing the lord in an intimate and personal relationship with him but here paul is saying but you're not going to know the lord Unless he reveals himself to you. And that's why we have to pray for that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In verse 18, he goes on and he says that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So what about that? Section Abel.
2: So, the eyes of understanding, right? You guys uh, want understanding. It, it, it just follows the, the same route as wisdom. You know, it's not man's wisdom that we're looking for, it's God's wisdom. And, and this wisdom is for everything, you know, for little things, for big things. You know, uh, this is the, the wisdom that the prophet Daniel re- received. This is the wisdom that Paul received. When he was Saul of Tarsus, he had book knowledge. But when the wisdom of the Holy Spirit came, then truly he got understanding. But as Manny was saying, it's to know him, to be enlightened, to know him. And then it talks about the inheritance, right? So, so what is the inheritance that, that we have? The inheritance, you know, it, it's, it's everything. It's wisdom, but it's the resurrection, right? That eternal life with Him—that's part of your inheritance—and then the workmanship that God has predestined every person to have His workmanship—that's part of your inheritance. And so, you know, it, it, I would hate to—I would hate to not find out or, or miss out on my inheritance. You know, I would hate to to not find the treasure that God has for me. And and we're talking about supernatural things things that are for the kingdom, things for the church, for building up the body. You know, I would hate to not find those gifts and and then never use them. That's part of the inheritance. But ultimately, our inheritance is in heaven with him, that we have a a membership, a citizenship in heaven.
0: Amen. And And so, you know, it's... As we grow, as we get to know God, as we, you know, see things, it, part of it, I think, is us, you know, with that earnest effort, Lord, I'm, I'm going to seek you, but, but we can't do this unless God reveals himself, uh, unless God, right here, it says, turns on the light. You know, if we were to, um, without his light, uh, he says, listen. There's a lot of people out there in the world and sometimes even in the church. They think they know stuff they don't. They're they're blind. They don't have any light. God, give them light. God, turn on the light. God, them help them to see who you really are. Help help them to see this amazing calling. So, so you got the hope. Hope is a certain certainty about the future or our calling as Christians, the riches of the glory. Notice It says, of his inheritance in the saints. And so kind of the way that it works, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but we are his inheritance. That's amazing, huh? Now earlier it talks about our inheritance. And basically what we find is kind of interesting that we inherit God, that he inherits us, that we are joint heirs with Christ. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and in, in verse 17. And so um, the, 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 the Father gives the Son everything. You see all those stars out there? All those galaxies out there? All the creation out there? When, when, the, when there's a new heaven and a new earth, it's all perfected, it's all restored, it's all recreated, it's all magnificent, it's all beautiful, it all belongs to Jesus... And it all belongs to us. And what Paul is saying is, I want, you to, I, want your, I want you to see this, who you are as a Christian. I mean, we don't just get the condo on the beach. We get the beach. You know what I'm saying? We get this inheritance with the Lord. It, you know, we, we don't just, oh, you get enough money. Wow, you got money to, you can name a star after yourself. No, we get the stars, man. That's what he's saying. I want you to know this. And, of course, we know it's much more than stars. Um, We're his and he's ours. And Paul is just praying, I want them, I want you guys to know this. I want you guys to see this. And then in verse 19, it kind of moves through the whole rest of the section. And we'll just touch on this last verse before we get into our groups. What is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. And so he also wants them to know about this power. And so, Henry, if you could comment on that part.
2: Yeah, the,
1: the cross-reference, cross-reference that comes to mind is, is another prayer that Paul prayed book of Philippians, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, he he writes that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. And so this is Paul's heart, you know, he understands that that dunamis power, that that where we get, you know, the word for dynamite is, is found in God. It's the same power that rose jesus from the from the dead. Um, that's the power that is available to us, and that's his prayer that 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 we would understand that power. You know, I think that sometimes, um, as christians, we we just go through those moments, man, those those, those doldrum moments where we just feel weak, we feel defeated. Um, we lack energy, we, we, we lack vision, we lack sight. And we lose sight of the fact that we've been, we, we have this access. You know, when you look at these movies, man, uh, uh, of the Avengers and things like that, and, and the power that they they, they possess it, it, it uh, mesmerizes us. We go to the movies to go watch it, but we have a power within us, uh, the power of God, um, the power of God to 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 pray for divine appointments and, and then meet someone like Manny was telling telling us about at, at McDonald's or or someone at a corner or wherever they may, please, may be, that God put them there so that you can share his love with them and that the words that you share would have power behind them. And that's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing that we have this unlimited uh, source of power um, because he wants to use us. He wants that power to work in us and he wants that power to work through us. And I think we need to understand that um, and, and go out knowing that. that it's, it's funny because... My sons are, are, are taking taekwondo. I don't know. I'm not sure if a lot of you have, have taken martial arts. Most of you guys look like you have, okay? But they, they tell you that when you're going to punch like a, a, through like a, a board, that you're to punch through it, you know? You're not to stop right there. Or you're going to get a bunch of splinters and break a couple knuckles. You're supposed to punch through it. And I think that to some, in some aspects, we need to do that with that power that has given us is, is go through it, go through that wall, go through whatever situation God puts in front of you, because you have that power, that force behind
0: you. Amen. I know um, that a lot of times is our problem, you guys. We sin because we don't we forget that we have power. And and what Paul here is trying to do is, is remind us of that. I believe it's not just for when we die. So think about it like it's the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. Okay, I mean, Jesus was dead and that power, uh, he raised him from the dead, but it didn't just raise him from the dead. It skyrocketed him up and up and into heaven above all principalities and powers and angels and and just man that that power is in you it says right here if you believe and i'm not talking about believing in some weird jesus i'm talking about believing in the bible jesus when you believe in him this one who died and rose again who gave us his word when you place your faith in him paul says man my prayer is that you would know this this power that you have now and, and now we can walk, and later on in Ephesians four, he's talking about walking and and the war that we're in, and you know how we get to serve the Lord and just the battle against the devil and all that kind of stuff. You see, that's why he's giving you all this insight so that you can know who you are in Christ. And 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 my prayer, you guys, is that we would take these things to heart. And, and, and as we break up into our groups right now, man, just let's break this down. Let's internalize this. And then let's go out and let's live it. I, I don't want to give a, a bad um, illustration, but I'm just going to take my chances here. You know, one of the things I've learned about some of the movies that are out there that are rated uh, like maybe R or sometimes a bad PG-13 I learned that sometimes you can watch them on regular TV and they bleed out the um, the uh, the bad words and they actually, you know, they'll cover, um, I don't know, I guess they'll, you know, you don't see all the stuff that you would normally see, right? And so um, here we go. I hope you guys are still my friends after I share this illustration. But um, I kind of think of that movie, The Matrix. And I don't know if you've seen the movie, but... But it's like in the end of the movie, it's like he realizes who he is. It's all of a sudden like boom, boom. I mean, it's so simple because he realizes who he is. Now, the world out there, the devil out there, they'll tell you, oh, yeah, just realize you're God. No, you're not God. That's the first lie that ever came into this world. You're not God. But when you become a Christian, God lives in you. And when you have that understanding and that concept and you grip the reality of this truth, it's a completely different life. And so that's what he's trying to say right here. And, and so let's get into our groups. Let's talk more about this. And uh, and prayerfully, we can leave tonight and you know just take these things to heart. But remember what we're reading right here. It's not just, okay, now I i read it in the bible and now i have this information no you got to pray it in you got to pray it in to your heart and to the heart of the people and so lord we thank you for your word we pray lord that you would just bless it uh to our hearts and and father um i just ask that you would just have your hand upon us lord your your people you brought us tonight together um I believe because you want to teach us, you want to encourage us, uh, correct, exhort, and even use our lives. And so, Lord, as we get into our groups, I pray uh, for your hand upon our discussion, upon every person. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.